Mr Charlton here and this is Audio Story 370. Now the next story has been chosen by Rowan who lives in Victoria, Canada. Hello Rowan and I would also like to say hello Freya, his little sister. Now Rowan has asked for a story and Rowan actually lives on a boat for some of the time. He even sent me a picture of his fantastic boat called the Pacific Grace. And the story that I'm going to read for Rowan and Freya is called Cowardly Clyde. Are you ready? Okay, let's begin. Cowardly Clyde by Bill Pete. Once there was a brave young knight known as Sir Gallivant who rode around on a great warhorse shouting, Oh, bring on the fire-breathing dragons! Bring on the man-eating giants! Bring on the ogres and trolls! I'll clobber the brutes I will! All the shouting was upsetting to Clyde, the great warhorse. He wasn't the least bit brave, and he worried about what would happen if Sir Gallivant ever got his wish and met some horrible monsters in a fight too the finish. Clyde didn't want anyone to know he was a coward, so he pretended to be brave by prancing around with his chest out and his nose in the air. But his uppity act didn't fool the farm dogs. They could spot a coward a mile away and almost had great fun barking at the jittery horse just to watch his eyes roll into his ears and his ears twitch. Very strange indeed. Clyde was so skittish that even a cross-eyed silly old scarecrow gave him the creeps. And when he heard the news that a gigantic ogre was on the rampage far out of the countryside, the faint-hearted horse was absolutely horrified. He was very, very, very scared indeed. The monster always attacked in the middle of the night, kicking in barn doors and ripping off root tops to get to the livestock. It was a time of terror for the farmers and their families. And since they had no way to fight the huge beast, they decided to abandon their farms and flee to some faraway place. They scurried down the road by the hundreds, taking their animals and all the things they could possibly cart or carry along with them. Here, here, no need to panic, shouted the brave Sir Gallivant. Don't lose your heads. I'll throttle the monster in a trice. I'll finish him off before tea time. Uh, no, no, not that easy, warned an old farmer. I got a peek at the monster last night. He's a whopper of a thing. A giant, owl-eyed, ox-footed ogre, nearly as big as a barn. A night-prowling beast who never shows himself in broad daylight. Never. They say he hides out by day far back in the woods to the north of here. But anyone who dared go after him would be a dim-witted noodlehead. Oh, then I am a dim-witted noodlehead, laughed Sir Gallivant. (laughs) And I, and I will go off to meet the owl-eyed ogre. Yes, I will. Giddy up, Clyde. Giddy up, boy. Let's go and defeat the ogre. As Clyde galloped on north across the fields, and cow pastures. He was hoping they would never find the ogre or even a sign of him. 
But pretty soon, to the horse's dismay, they came upon a barn with half the roof ripped off, and all around the barn were the huge two-toed tracks of the monster. Oh, he must be a whopper, exclaimed Sir Gallivant. With tracks like these, we'll catch up to the beast in no time. Clyde boy, we're in luck. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. Let's go. They followed the ogre's tracks on across a grassy meadow until they disappeared in the dark, gloomy woods. They were about to enter the woods when Clyde thought of a farmer's grim warning. Ooh, he was a little bit scared now. And a cold shiver ran through him that left his knees so weak and wobbly he staggered to a halt. Ho, 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 come on now, boy, come on, scoffed Sir Gallivant. Don't tell me my noble high-stepping steed has turned into a chicken. You cannot be a chicken. It is not possible. No horse can stand to be called a chicken, not even such a cowardly one as Clyde. So with an angry snort, he headed on into the gloomy, gloomy woods. But the gloomy, gloomy woods were very dark indeed. It was ever so quiet in the woods, with no sign of a bird or a squirrel. The only sound was the cluppity clamping of Clyde's big feet, and as they went along through the dark, the brush became so dense that they lost the monster's tracks, but they could still follow the scattering of bones left from the ogre feasting. Then pretty soon, a huffing, snuffling noise echoed through the trees, like the breathing of some gigantic thing. Oh, the time has come, muttered Sir Gallivant, clamping his visor shut and getting a good grip on his sword. And all at once, there in the deep shadows, was the terrible, terrible, terrible ogre. The great, bulking beast was sprawled out on its back in the oak trees, sound asleep and snoring. <sighs> What a cinch, whispered the knight. The brute is far off in dreamland out of this world. I could slit his gullet in a twinkling, and he'd never know about it. But that wouldn't be sporting, would it, Clyde? Would it, boy? Not fair at all. Then, to the horse's horror and amazement, Sir Gallivant shouted, On guard! On guard! On guard, you big ogre! The startled monster reared up with an angry, his fierce owl eyes searching everywhere at once. He gleefully squealed when he spotted the knight on horseback, right under his great horned snout. The greedy ogre was always and always hungry enough to eat a horse, and also a knight in armour, saddle and all. He could eat anything at any time. And he leapt to the attack just as Sir Gallivan lashed out with his sword. But they both missed when Clyde swerved to one side to escape the terrible claws. Then the panicky horse was off and away, running through the woods at a furious gallop. Oh, well, well, hold up, hold up, shouted Sir Gallivan. Stop, stop, you chicken-livered coward, big loat. You big loat, chicken-livered coward, big loat, loat, big stop, stop, stop. But the worst of all insults couldn't stop Clyde. No, 
He was so determined to save both of their necks, whether he was a foolhardly master liked it or not, and he kept going full gallop, dodging past tree limbs, leaping over boulders and logs, out of the spooky, old woods. Clyde was far out in the meadow before he dared slow down to catch his breath. <sighs> then he took a look back to make sure they weren't being followed. He suddenly discovered his saddle was empty. Sir Gallivant was gone. He had taken a tumble way back in the woods somewhere. Clyde was more frantic than ever. For all he knew, the poor fellow had already been devoured and eaten by the ogre. Yet the horse would never know unless he went back into the woods to find out. And he wasn't half brave enough to do that. So what could he possibly do? If there's even a slim chance, thought Clyde, that I could do something to save him, then I must take that chance. If I'm not half brave enough, then I must pretend to be brave. I'll put on a big, big act. Then snorting fiercely, just like a high-spirited steed, Clyde went charging headlong back into the gloomy, gloomy woods. When Clyde reached the spot where they had first met the monster, he was stopped short by a great, roaring burst of laughter. <laughs> the giant beast was in a frolicsome mood, playing the old cat and mouse game, and the mouse was Sir Gallivant. Even though he had no chance of winning, the heroic young knight put up a furious fight, swinging away with his sword, while the ogre kept jabbing at him with a claw that sent him sprawling over the woods. Clyde knew the game could end in a second, with one crunching bite, unless a horse got into the game. To the monster's attention, Clyde suddenly sank his teeth into the scaly blue tail. <laughs> cried the ogre, who was much more surprised than hurt. He had never been bitten before, and he whirled around in a snarling fury. Then, as Clyde turned to run, the ogre forgot about the knight, and in great leaps and bounds came chasing after Clyde, just as the horse had expected him to. Could Clyde get away. Once again, Clyde was galloping away through the woods, but this time not nearly so fast. He was getting leg weary and tired after so much running, and the ogre was surprisingly quick for such a big clumsy up-footed thing. He came woofing and gruffing on through the trees, gaining in every step. Then, in one wild grab, he caught the horse by the tail. That would have to be the finish and the end to poor Clyde if he hadn't reached the edge of the woods. In one last desperate lunge, one tremendous surge of horsepower, he made it out into the meadow and hauled the huge ogre out after him. Could he truly get away? Suddenly, it was the ogre's turn to be terrified. He had been caught by surprise out in broad daylight with the sun glaring down at him. An owl-eyed monster who thrives on darkness and gloom can't last ten seconds in the bright sunlight. And he knew it. He let go of the horse and burst into horrible howls and screeches that could be heard all the way to Twickenham. Oh, 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 oh. 
Sir Gallivant came dashing out of the woods just in time to see the monster explode in one big kapuffle. And just like that, he was gone. Gone forever. Clyde. Stabbered. 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 He couldn't even speak. Clyde. Clyde. Stabber. Stab. Clyde. You. You. Clyde. Stabber. Flabber. The night was lost for words. Did, did, did you, you see that? The, the big brute's gone, vanished. Gone in one big kapuffle. Amazing, fantastic. I must spread the great news. I can't believe what's happened. Come on, everyone. Come on, Clyde. Giddy up, giddy up. Let's go. How did we defeat that ogre? As Sir Gallivant sent Clyde racing across the countryside to catch up with the frightened farmers, he suddenly realised they would never believe such a huge beast could vanish in one big kapuffle. So he quickly made up a better ending for the ogre. Hear this, hear this, he shouted. I have clobbered the monster, slashed him into bits and pieces, just one big banquet for the buzzards, he's gone forever. The wonderful news was greeted with resounding cheers, shouts of joy that echoed for miles around, and Sir Gallivant became an instant hero. Three cheers for Sir Gallivant, a pip, hooray, a pip, hooray. A pip, hooray! After that, when Clyde was prancing along with his chest out and his nose in the air, he really was feeling brave. The farm dogs could sense it all at once, and they gave him a barking, but this time a positive barking, a friendly barking. It was no fun barking at a horse who wouldn't twitch anymore or even bat an eye. They actually admired Clyde because he really was the bravest horse in all the land. A horse who bit a giant ogre on the tail and lives to trot another day in just about the most spectacular forest and spectacular land the world had ever seen. Clyde Sir Gallivant lived happily ever after. The end. Rowan, boys and girls, I hope you enjoyed the story. I really, really enjoyed listening to Gallivant and, or Sir Gallivant, should I say, and listening to Clyde the Horse, a very brave horse indeed. I will see you all very, very soon on Mr. Charlton's Audio Stories. Three, two, one, bye, bye.